Hello, dear friends, and welcome back to the Learning Future podcast. I'm, of course, Luca Parry. Oh, gosh, we've got a great conversation today, and it's with this wonderful educator, Sal Gordon. He's actually the principal, uh, the head of teaching and learning at Green School Bali, where he's been since 2013. Uh, he's had such a fascinating career, Sal. I mean, I'm really excited to learn from you in this way. You know, he's tried more more roles than I've ever <laughs> could think sailing boats, writing books, driving trucks, a whole range of different things. But he's also lived in India and worked for a health and environment NGO. So very much a global citizen. Um, it's fair to say that that Sal now is an education revolutionary and the Green School is very much a new model of what a school of the future could be or even perhaps should be. Uh, and we're going to talk quite a lot about that and the regenerative piece to that. If, for those of that don't know, I was very lucky to visit Green School a couple of months ago now, Sal, and you know, a school without walls and actually have a look at the education model. I mean, completely nested in the jungle of Bali in Indonesia. Absolutely remarkable. And so looking forward to jumping in, Sal. Thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, Luca, it's a pleasure. Um, I, I loved hanging, hanging out with you on campus. Um, oh. But uh, yeah, it's going to be cool having a chat with you today. Well, I, Sal, it just feels like to me, you know, there's nothing quite, there's, there's no professional learning that's better than actually going and seeing learning happening. You're talking to young people, I remember going and seeing uh, some of the young people take us to show their kind of sprout project, and they were using different vegetables as sprouts, and like, taste this one, it tastes like pea. Just the kind of enthusiasm. Oh, it just reminded me of why education is just, uh, it's just such a vehicle for transformation, passion, yeah. you know, and all of it. Yeah. Um, we ask, we ask the, this question whenever we begin a conversation, Sal, and it's, what's something you're learning at the moment? Yeah. You know, you 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 gave just for everyone else. Luca gave me this question beforehand, so I should have actually got a really good answer. I suppose there's lots, Luca. Yeah, uh, I'm not going to say lifelong learning, but you know, I'm learning a lot. Oh, more everyone, but I'm definitely learning a lot about myself as a leader and as an educator. Learning, I'm a parent, so I think that's mm. something that I'm mindful and aware of learning. Mm. I'm a, a bit of an artist too, and so that helps me. You know, I've been playing around with different forms of art. Mm. Um, right now i might i might actually change all of that and say that i'm just learning really more so in the last couple of weeks how hard change is and how hard i mean you've described green school valley in a really nice way but mm. it's a tough ship to sail um mm. it's and even though we've we have created a new model um educating for the future in a wallless jungle campus it's it's really tough it's hard it's, yeah it's difficult job to do to to maintain culture to maintain a campus that has no walls and the jungle comes and eats it up alive and, <laughs> and i suppose that's uh, pro probably very relevant to everyone else like i'd be i'd want to say you know change is tough but we need yeah. to change it's in its hard work but we shouldn't be scared of that hard work and we we're probably just i'm learning how hard that is to maintain it over a longer period of time yeah in my job as a leader at the school do you know, it's 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 funny, Sal. When I think about, I I really do believe that when we think about transforming systems, which is you know a lot of the work that we think about transforming schools, as opposed to improving them or tweaking them, it's like how do we really take the elements and reorganize them in a profound way, so that we're more human centered in our approach, more ecological, more regenerative. And and I wonder about this thing with change that I think Gandhi said. You know, we're all trying to transform, we're all trying to change the world, but we must begin by changing ourselves. And it's just such a beautiful truism of leadership, right? It's like, damn, who yeah. am I being yeah. in this? Where yeah. am I 
am I being kind of my most authentic self and acknowledging the vulnerability that comes with leading a you know a beautiful yeah. but complex organization like the one that you lead um well, education is more than just a clock in clock off sort of job you know we're dealing with emotions and futures and feelings not just knowledge this this yeah. isn't just knowledge based thing and so yeah. you know that sort of change um we're also talking about creating a culture yes and understanding that education is the vehicle of the future cultures that we live in um and understanding that, that that's that's a tough job it's it's important but we can't the the status quo the conveyor yeah. belt that education's yeah. been on um we've got to get off it and it's going to take hard work and you know i'm here with my my sleeves rolled up into it mm. but still learning still learning every day how hard that is yeah um, well sal i think it's a wonderful thing um in learning organizations for the people that uh, we assign as leaders in this case you <laughs> Uh, you know, the requirement actually is to be the best learner, yeah, not the best knower. And I think your comment before about, you know, ladders of knowledge that we've built our education system around, like, you know, linear, you yeah. know, and it, look, sure, useful, right? But to a point, yeah. particularly now yeah. with the AI revolution well underway, that's augmenting yeah. cognition. And so, yeah, I think this, this, model that you've kind of been drawn to and now lead i think it's really interesting can, can you give for people that don't know i mean clearly i know and i can see in the background of the video now for those watching the video you know there's like palm trees it's all bamboo they yeah. give us a sense of what the green school barley is hmm. well i mean we're, we're a private international school so let's get that out of the way first we're not an experiment we're not a camp um, our students go from three-year-olds to 18-year-olds. Our grade 12s graduate, go to university. So that sort of helps contextualize the rest. Yeah. Um, we're a 15-year-old school, a learning community with a mission of being a community of learners, making our world sustainable. We've, um, we're still 15, yeah? So I've got a 15-year-old son. Wow. Montage, and But we act very similar to a 15-year-old um, person as well. <laughs> It's interesting as a leader to see to see that um the wonderful age. <laughs> we've, we've developed our own learning program we've developed that around different frameworks in terms of um not throwing away important academic learning yep. but integrating a lot of thematic real world learning uh, and also a lot of experiential learning um we've designed a lot of uh, in explicit skill-based learning and values-based learning opportunities um we're educating for sustainability and it's not just environmental sustainability, it's social and economical and personal sustainability that we talk about. Uh, the campus is basically, like you said, nestled in the jungle beside a river in Bali. Um, every building except for the yoga studio is is bamboo. They're all wallless, and that's an analogy for our model of education too in terms of breaking down the traditional walls of education. Um, we have about 500 students this year, growing probably in the next couple of years to 600 um, we're a real school uh, that's created something pretty magical here that allows our students to uh, connect their learning with the real world, to do something with their learning rather than just learn for exams. Mm. And it's a place where everyone here is a learner and is um, able to you know, activate a sustainability mindset and, and to make the world better. I think that schools should be places that make the world better, not just uh, create memory machines for for factory floors and office jobs <laughs> um and we're doing it we've created it and like i said it's a different model but our kids still go to uni so 
um, it's it's quite awesome to be a part of a community. And I've been here for ten years, so I've been part of that. You know, mm. I came in after a pilot phase sort of thing, and I've, so I've been here as a teacher, as a leader in middle school, and now this is my fifth year as a principal here to mm. to be a part and to be a part of an amazing group of educators that that have created a, a working model of a, a new future looking school that's aimed at educating for sustainability. Beautiful, Sal. Oh man, it's so good. And um, I just feel very lucky. Thank you so much for the opportunity to come visit you. Um, right. I have to say with me and the Learning Future team, it was, we still talk about that and we're thinking about what we might do here in Australia, of course, in that space. Um, one thing you said there, I want to pick up because when mm. we think about the future, you know, and obviously that's an orientation that I have and that you have, you know, I think the language you say, like this is a school of the, what the future, like of what a school of the future needs to do and be. Mm. Now, I, I'm curious because I think in futures, there's all these different scenarios planning out. And what's mm. not happening, if I can be bold, at Green School Bali is this kind of disembodiment where we're kind of completely addicted to our to some of the extractive technologies. And you know, there seems to be something about the recognition of place and place-based learning. Mm. Or, or kind of, as you said, you know, like ethical pieces that, that like education for sustainability but in many different dimensions of sustainability so you know it seems to me that this is a there is a future oriented school but there's yeah. a there's a future that you're fighting for it seems as well in this school it's not just yeah. we're gonna i don't know adopt the latest x or y it seems to be really nice can you tell us more a bit about that because it seems like you know this is in yeah. our work there's all these different scenarios playing out about what the future could be and what should the preferred future be and how do we shift and you know, shift the systems around this yeah what you know what would you state you know what... yeah, awesome didn't put this in the pre-read did you um but of course not to start with you know we can't yeah. be sh- completely about what that future holds um but I think there are certain things that we know that are across possibly, you know, human civilization, the time that we've been, you know, humans that, that we know that, are, that we need um, and that education, unfortunately, probably hasn't been aligned with things like, you know, connection to nature. Yes. Uh, you know, that's got to be a part. It's got to be a key, a key component of future generations, regardless of what the future is. Even if we solve the environment, we, we save the oceans, we save the whales, we plant the forests, it's still that connection to nature has got to be, got to be there. Um, I think skills and values are something that more and more education organisations are, are looking at. You know, those skills don't change and people call them 21st century skills. I don't even like soft skills and things like that. These are skills that have been a part of how we've developed societies across thousands of years, you know, yeah. creative thinking and critical thinking and communication and collaboration. You know, we know that the future will need those skills rather than knowledge. But we also know that, you know, the smartest person in the room isn't the person that can remember the most information anymore. So we know that's part of the future. It's, it's providing opportunities to activate and do something with those learnings. So mm. there's important things that we've developed in our model, which is skill-based and values-based and nature-based. Um, valuing diversity is probably another one. We know yeah. that which, regardless of what it is, is going to have to have a, a, a mindset of, you know, valuing diversity. It all mm. comes down to, um, you can just put your hand up when you want me to stop talking, but I think I it all comes down to that concept of culture building um you know the cultures that we create 
whether it's uh, the relationship with other people, with the natural environment, yeah. arts, technologies, food, languages, all of those things come from the education systems before them. Sure. And so Green School is not the perfect school, um, but it, it it's modelling a future that's changing really fast, but it's very yeah. well aware of the skills we need, but also aware of its uh, responsibility of the uh, an awareness and understanding of awareness of um education being a cultural driver of the future yeah yeah you you look around the environmental issues the social issues we're such a highly developed species we're planning on going to mars but there's still global hunger and there's wars stuff we're in a lot of shit and but (sighs) we're pretty awesome you know it's nice to be able to order a burger and get it delivered to my door in 20 minutes but but something has to change and i think that change I know that changes education. Oh. Sal, this is why I like you so much. I just that is such a resonant mm. uh, philosophy with my own way that I see the world. It's why I chose to become an an educator and to work in this field is because it, it is the underpinning base plate upon which we build our societies. Yeah. You know, look at and industrial I, revolution just created in an industrial mess. Yeah. Linear economies, linear production consumption cycles, this concept of us being better than nature, go back further, the golden age, go back further, the indigenous Australian way of imparting knowledge and how a group of people lived in Australia of all places for 60,000 years. They must have had an amazing education system system mm. to do that. Mm. So what are we doing with the current education system that helps us create a culture that we want in the future? Beautiful, Sal. Yeah. I feel like... One distinction I often reflect on is the difference between schooling, education, and learning. You know, and I, I so often think, wait, I don't think you're saying, I'm not, I'm not certainly, we're not saying that learning is the problem or education. It really is this, the mental models implicit in the schooling approach. Mm. And that, yeah. as you said, rightly, if we look at the history of education, really does come from like a complete reacculturation of many generations towards an employee mindset away from yep. agrarian societies or community local into this global. Writing that down. You've just said that heaps better than me. I'm writing it down. <laughs> nah, Sal, this is what I'm, <laughs> I mean, this is just a great chat because I feel like, like when we consider the future, it, it's like, what future do we believe in? And, you know, there's a lot going on out there. There's the transhumanism movement. There's the techno optimist movement. There's the thing we'll just, will merge or we'll put computer chips into our brains you know, and without doubt, some of those technologies will make people's lives better, undoubtedly. Like they will they will save lives, they will improve quality of life. Mm. But I often think, maybe stoically, <laughs> what's it all for then? You know, do we actually want to remove all struggle? My view is no, because as educators, like being in the learning pit is the point. It's the yeah. struggle or the grappling as as Professor Stephanie Jones said on our on our last podcast, like how do we grapple and support young people to grapple? Like that is such a great verb. As you've been mm. saying, you know, rather than memorization, the lower order pieces of of Bloom's taxonomy, it's actually like we want to grapple. You want to be growing your capacity, your competency, your dispositions. Otherwise, oh, particularly with AI, like it's becoming less and less this kind of ladder of knowledge is becoming less and less relevant and i mean it might still be one of the substructures in the character of a human being but i think 
I think we're being challenged on, you know, for the, really in a, in a way that we haven't been in, in education systems by this new revolution that we're seeing around us. Hype, notwithstanding. What's yeah. your, you know, because I think the Green School just sets forth this model of, well, we're actually going to be in nature because we are nature. And yes, we are going to use technology, but that's going to be to augment the learning experiences we want. So it seems to be more of a learning agenda rather than a technology agenda. How would you how would you reflect on that, especially kind of a day in the life of a young person, which might be an interesting thing for you to describe. Yeah. And maybe a day in the life of a principal. That's always a really interesting day to extract. Well, yeah, I don't think there's probably one answer to the day in the life, but people do ask me that. Um, you know, I can describe the day in the life of me, but that's probably very different every day. Mm. Um, but, you know, there's a, a concept, uh, I think there's probably underlying concepts of that are important in, in the day of the life of everyone at Green School. Um, the concept of the connection to nature, you know, your whole day is embedded in with nature and uh, learning as na with nature as our, as our greatest teacher. Mm. Um, the concept of the community of learners is really big, I think, for everyone. Like we're learning together with everyone and making a difference within our community. That's big. Um, lots of experiential learning opportunities. So providing opportunities to do something real with your learning rather than just yeah. learning for a test and things like that. Um, we value the arts, um, music. It's funny that you, Nearly every time I'm having a meeting, there's some music in the background. Um, <laughs> school, hasn't, school hasn't started yet. School for the, us starts next week. Um, but ways to celebrate learning, I suppose, yeah. Yeah. Um, other than just have it happening in a classroom, but to share and celebrate it amongst our community, that's really big. Uh, we've got a lot of animals on campus. It's not a farm school, but, you know, you can't go a day without uh, having a real sort of moment with some of our animals as well. Um, yeah. Um, you know, we're in Indonesia too. We value the Balinese, the Indonesian people and culture, and that's a firm sort of thread that runs through all of our experiences. So my days, a lot of my days and my favorite moments are, um, with Indonesian and Balinese people. I, lo I love them a lot. Um, yeah, uh, lots of thematic based learning. I'd say that's probably something that, is in a lot of schools interdisciplinary learning yeah. um but really looking at sustainability objectives and outcomes in terms of thematic learning yeah it's important it's hard work it's hot we're in bali it's always yeah. summer i don't know if you're in australia in the south now it's probably really cold but every day here is summer just sometimes it rains uh -huh. um, yeah so it's it's alive it's fun it's rugged it's jungle um, real learning there's laughter and music and sharing and celebrating that's probably a description of my days yeah Gosh. yeah you know and technology is part of that yeah hopefully to summarize it it might just be part of the solutions we're looking for when we talk about activated learning and and learning for a sustainable future or you know we we're trying to use technology old and new in terms of how we solve problems. We've got 50 plus sustainable solutions on campus that have come from student learning projects. So it's not a school where we've just planted a whole heap of solar panels. We've had students, you know, um, win, you know, $50,000 prizes and then 
build a, an energy hub that's got its own solar hydro system there. Um, and the composting, the seeds to table food things, our biobus network, which is runs with seven buses, uses re, reuse, you know, almost carcinogenic uh, cooking oil from the smaller restaurants in our area. Wow. And we work with a partner and they turn that into biodiesel. You know, it's, it's about solutions to yeah. make the world better. And that's the way that Green School Bali models this concept of educating for sustainability. So the technology is good. We know it's going to be a part of the future. It's another one of those future skills. But we see technology as, some, as a tool for yeah. a sustainable not something to get distracted from and yeah i'm I'm always so curious about this sal because there's this this piece where you know it's easy to let the technology lead us you know i think this is what what we can now see from the evidence around the impact of social media for example yeah um and the social dilemma and center for humane technology that are one of the big proponents of the impact the negative impact um alongside some of the positive impacts of course but you know, and then I think with the AI piece, if we let the technology lead us, it's we don't. There's no real, there's no captain on the ship to use. You know, a metaphor that you'd you'd be close. You know, we're just yeah. kind of being blown by the winds of of whatever's happening, as opposed to, and that, that to me seems like, oh, it's a good idea to do something with technology because it, you know, we know it's important, as opposed to saying, what is the learning experience that we think is optimal for yeah. our community in our place in our. Yeah part of this world and yeah. then from that then find the tools and the solutions that align to that i yeah. think it's a it's a there's a temptation for all of us myself included as a bit of a geek you know like oh wow this sounds amazing but actually what's this for is this in service of us and mm. you know be it the found you know some of the founding members of ai technologies be it oppenheimer which of course is a best-selling movie around you know the idea once you create these technologies they are out of the box so right. we either run them or they run us yeah. And I think I think the way that you've integrated it as a solution is a is a really powerful. And the other thing, Sal, is like modeling, modeling it. So mm. we believe a world needs to be like this. And so our organization is also going to do it this way. You know, yeah. it's just so yeah. real. You walk past it as we did. You walk past it and you're like, oh, wow. Okay, great. That's just how things are. It's not talking about the project, yeah. you know, as if it's external. It's being the project, yeah. you know. Can you imagine if every school on the planet decided to solve a sustainability issue within its community, whether that's waste or energy or water or social things, social justice, mm. it would just be an automatic change moment in history. If, mm. Say if the government said, right, we're going to do this, every public school in Australia is going to find one sustainability project that means something to their community, and that school won't get its funding next year unless it helps at least start solving that problem. It needs to be impacted, in, embedded into the learning experience. Mm. It would be an Im immediate impact moment of change for a country and possibly uh, and, and with that's what we've been, you know, creating a model for here. Yeah, to allow schools to be those center of innovation, center of change within a community. That's so good, and that agency that I think is also threaded there. You yeah. know, seeing young people walking around, you know, chickens walking. I mean, it's just such a it's an incredible environment. And I guess the point that I've realized so far, Sal, that like there's a difference between the methods and the principles i think you know there's i think it's a ray dalio line the principles are few but the methods are many yeah. and it's like so here are the principles that can be applied anywhere in the world yeah. but those methods will be unique 
be they, you know, in in Bali, Indonesia, or in New Zealand or South Africa or Tulum and the other yeah. green school kind of networks. And then, you know, every school should be kind of co-owned and co-authored, driven by. You can think of that, think of that as an individual yeah. thing too, you know, the principles and methods of learning for an individual student. We're, we're, all, we're all different. We're all different types of people and learners and we've got to value that diversity and so the mm. principles might be the same but the methods of learning yeah. and methods Deployment. of how we activate our learning can be yeah. different yeah that's really so, cool. i i was lucky again listeners that i happened to be in bali on and visiting green school on the greenstone day mm. which i mm. wanted to reference because this is kind of a ted talk style event uh, for year 12, you know, like final year students where they really share like a project that they've been working on, they're really passionate about, a really deep kind of character-oriented learning. And the diversity that we saw just in the in the few that we watched, that was just so breathtaking. I mean, here's some young people that know how they want to contribute to the world or at least know the questions they want to follow. And yeah. that's uh, like, that really is, you know, exactly the kind of attributes that we might want. From uh, yeah. from young people is a sense of this is kind of what I think I'm uniquely placed to explore, yeah. and that like that is such a great question. It's like this the difference. Like big exams, yeah. Oh, you remember finishing your exams in grade twelve, and the feeling you would have had would have been sort of like relief. It was it's relief. Over. It's <laughs> over. It's over. It's over. And I, that's how I felt, and I think that's how everyone feels. But our students get off that stage and. It's almost the opposite. They think it's just beginning. Yeah. Me as a human, being able to follow my passions, Mm -hmm. knowing that they can have impact, knowing that I have skills, knowing that I can contribute. Yeah. That 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 I'm an important part and I'm ready. And they don't feel like anything's over. They actually feel like it's just beginning. And it's it's pretty awesome. Oh, Sal. Damn, it's inspiring. Um oh man. I, Check I'm them out. Like, if listening, just Greenstone. Um, the the Green School Bali web uh, YouTube's loaded with awesome things, and our Greenstones all go on there. You you will be blown away, and you will see. You will actually start thinking. You will be like questioning whether these are eighteen year old kids because they're 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 different humans after they come through our model for a few years. Um, yeah. They're active, highly communicative, passionate, uh, global citizens that see themselves as agents of change. And 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 that can be in anything. That can be in a social justice thing. It can be environmental. It can, it, yeah, it, mm. it's quite empowering. And mm. a grade eights do it too. So we step it through the whole of the school. You graduate through primary grade five with a footprint, and you yeah. do a project and you present it. It steps nice. up in grade eight. Request. I saw my own son change in front of my eyes. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, so that's so, like these are these yeah. rites of passage. I think that. We must ensure uh, in our in our education systems, in our processes, like where people can transform themselves. Like back to where we began this conversation. Yeah, it, it's all about that. It's like I'm yeah. going to leave behind. It's not. And it's not that you're leaving behind. It's that I'm going to move beyond my previous conception of who I was and what I could yeah. do and what I knew. And like that piece, I'm. I love the identity, skill, knowledge, taxonomy. You know, mm. when really. The goal is like, who are you and what can you contribute? That's a yeah. good question. Yeah. Instead of, what do you know? 
Yeah. You know, like, which is, which is also a useful question, but it's just so incomplete, I feel. And I yeah. think, I actually think with, with AI in particular, that, that will shift the, the shift of the orientation. It'll be, the, the hand will be forced. I think mm. of a lot of education systems because of the way that this is going to transform ways of working, ways of learning, ways of knowing. And to be ahead of the curve means to be, I think, real, gritty, authentic, experiential. Mm. Mm. Like, uh, those kinds of expansive and always, 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 Sal, that's what I'm kind of really reflecting, with grappling and struggle yeah, at the center of a learning experience, not suffering which I think is what sometimes yeah. we've, we've created unnecessarily in education systems. But but this struggle, the struggle, what we call productive struggle sometimes in the research, you know, it's not just struggling for the sake of it. It's actually for the, it enables growth and resilience mm. in the right kind of ways. Um, oh, so I could talk to you for so much longer. Yeah, it allows failure, the concept of failure too. We talk about failure being a success criteria. No, nah, oh, um, nice. And and to most people at schools, that's such a people have to really think twice about it. But if yeah. you're an educator and and you allow failure to be a part of the learning journey, then it's automatically going to be much more transformative, yeah, and real. Um, because we've failed a lot too. You know, starting up a school like this in the jungle, we've yeah. done some crazy stupid things, and and but that's just been part of our 15 year old sort of mentality. And I suppose we're only yeah. 15. We're still going to, we're still going to fail sometimes. Yeah. Um, that's such a great well, reflection on, mm -hmm. on leadership that's needed. It's, mm -hmm. it's leadership to say, yeah, we tried this. It didn't work. Cause what's the alternative? Yeah. Try yeah. nothing. Tweak the, you know, it's a, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm really taken by that. Sal. Hey, I've got one final question for you. Um, yeah amongst about 50 that I've relegated for our next chat, um, which is, you know, if you had a singular message for the people listening here who are largely educators and parents, and innovators and entrepreneurs, policymakers, those kinds of beautiful people, thank you for listening. What's What would you leave them with to kind of mull over? Yeah. Um, it's probably a concept around service, Luca. Mm -hmm. I, see my, I see myself not as the 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 boss here i'm, I'm not the boss <laughs> um i'm a servant to a community i think our teachers are servants to students it's a concept that has been thrown away or put in the in the back corner um i honestly believe that the being of service to the people on the planet is something that educators uh have the opportunity to do and and I implore educators and school leaders, teachers in every classroom to just to be aware, to understand mm. how much of a service they they provide. Um, because yeah, that's why I'm in education um, to be a servant to the people and to, to the planet. Um, I think that's why I was put on the planet to to mm. serve serve this community and serve a future. And so for educators out there, you know, just power yourself up. You're superheroes, you're service superheroes, because what you do changes the world, changes the world, not just now, but it changes the world, the future world too. Mm. Yeah, be of service. Ah, oh, Sal, it's beautiful, man. It's a real purpose, spiritual kind of orientation of what's this all for, mate? Thank yeah. you. Thanks for being of service in what you thank do you. there in, in Bali and, and for our community as well thank you for sharing your wisdom your reflections and and very authentically too it's uh it's great to have had you here yeah oh it's my pleasure Luca. yeah take care until next time